With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Our listening uh, numbers are continuing to grow, 
And for that, I want to let you know that we are very much appreciated. So, without further ado, folks, it's time to play. Baseball season, folks, has flown by. 
you know, here here at RSG, we've only done three baseball shows, but it, it is going quickly, folks, and, and these races are starting to tighten up. And some of these teams have got to get some of their players back or they're not going to be able to make a run. But, but and, and having said that, let's look at some of the injuries that we're dealing with of, of, of note. Ryan Zimmerman, third baseman of the Nationals, has been placed on a 15-day DL with a hamstring uh, strain. In the last 10 games, Ryan Zimmerman has been hitting about 333, two home runs, 11 RBIs. So he is a big piece. He is a big piece of that offense. You know, Jason Worth is looking to come back at any time now. I say he has strained his ankle. So that's two big pieces out of that. And, and Bryce Harper has been on and off this year. So, you know, you, just, you want to keep an eye out there for that. And all you Nat fans out there, you want to kind of keep an eye out for that because I'm telling you right now, that could prove to be an issue if those guys aren't healthy, healthy down the stretch. We look at the Giants, and uh, Matt Cain has been placed on a 15-day deal with elbow inflammation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You can't have your elbow messing up with your down the stretch. So they're going to keep an eye on that. They're saying it's just inflammation, and, uh, again, they're going to look and see what's going on with Matt Cain. So we also know that, and I've said to you already tonight, we're going to be looking a lot at the trade deadline. We're going to be talking about, you know, who's going to be moving, if anybody. What are these teams going to look like at the end of the night, going into next week? But there has already been some trades since the last time we've been on the air that we want to kind of talk about and get to. In fact, let's talk about the one that just recently happened, that Justin Masterson of the Cleveland Indians has just been dealt to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals um, for, for a minor league player. Now, think about that, folks. Justin Masterson was also was known as the ace of that Cleveland Indian staff, okay? Now, he's just been dealt away. Now, granted, he's been on the uh, disabled list, but uh, this is a guy that I'm pretty sure that the Indians were looking to have going down the stretch. Now he's a Cardinal. I'm pretty sure that's not what the Cardinals were looking for. Oh, you wouldn't think that's what the Cardinals was looking for as far as more pitching help down the stretch, especially with some of the rumors that's been going around that we're going to talk about a little bit more. But this is a big this is a big deal, okay? If you're a Cleveland Indian fan, think about that. Are you throwing in the towel? I mean, granted, we know that the Central is not that strong of a the American League Central is not that strong of a division. But yet, you're only a handful of games out of the wild card spot, all right? You made the wild card last year with a great push. But now going into this year, you don't have three cogs into your pitching rotation that you had last year. Um, and, and that's got to be an issue with, 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 with the Indians. You, Masterson is now gone. Abaldo is gone. Kimbrell is gone. I mean, you got something that's not right in Cleveland town. All right, so now you, what are you going to do to try to really make a push here? Uh, if, I'm a, if I'm a Cleveland Indian player, I'm a little bit on the upset side about that. That trade just recently just took place, folks, today just before, uh, just, just hours before we went on the air tonight. Other trades that we want to talk about of note is Kendris Morales. He's traded from the Twins back to the Mariners. Now, think about this. The Mariners go and get Kendris Morales, and as I talked to you all about last week, they need a bat. They need a stick to kind of help out Robinson Cano. He's out there all by himself. He's on an island. So they go back and get Kendris Morales. The question I would have is, Kendrick Morales sat out there as a free agent for a long time. He uh, declined his $14 million a year uh, option that, uh, that, uh, that was offered to him by the, by the Mariners, and yet he goes, to the Mar- he goes to the Twins to try to make a little bit of money, and now he's back. I don't think that the Mariners are done personally. As, as like I said about last week, what I think they should do, we will talk about that later on in the show, but uh, this is just another need or just another I – just, I just don't think this is the, the, the move that the Mariners uh, – the only move that the Mariners should make. Okay, Kendrick Morales, if he was that great, uh, I think they would have tried to sign him in the offseason. And since he turned it down, turned, turned down his uh, qualifying offer and he sat out there for so long, you know, it makes you wonder. The other move that was made was Joaquin Soria uh, from the Texas Rangers was traded to the Detroit Tigers for two of the Tigers' top prospects. Let's face it, the Tigers need help in that bullpen, okay? Although last night Sawyer didn't look really good giving up a, a three-run double, I turned the game on just in time to see him just, you know, melt down, which I turned the game right back off and went back to watch the forensic files. But that's another story for another time. 
But let's look at this for a minute, okay? The Tigers need help in the bullpen. They they went and got one of the most highly sought out um, uh, relievers out there, and that's Joaquin Joaquin Soria. Uh, he he comes with good credentials. He was closing with the with the uh, Rangers. He's also a good setup man. He set up for Joe Nathan in Texas. So we're just going to have to see how that how that happens. Uh, we talked about again last week about the Texas Rangers, a team in turmoil. This is one of the first moves that's being made now. Are there going to be others? We can try. To, we can talk about. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. So we already got the trades that starting to buzz. These are really, really, really what I would call just you know um, just just brush fire trades. These aren't the ones that we really want to get excited about. Okay, uh, these are these aren't the ones that that you really, really are really biting your lip to find out what's going on. But they are happening nonetheless. I don't know if any of the trades we talked about, uh, and one other one, I don't know, we, did, we mentioned it um, uh, last week that, um, that, the, that, the, that the Angels have finally got their clothes to Houston Street. So, I mean, again, they, we, we're seeing some of these trades, but none of them are really knocking your socks off yet. But we're going to keep our eyes on it because we know that they got to be coming soon and very fast again. We're closing in on the deadline, 11 o'clock a.m. tomorrow, and it's all said and done. we got a lot to talk about after that. So let's look at the standings as they stand right now uh, in both leagues. We still see in the American League, we're going to start with the East, we still see that Baltimore is holding a two-and-a-half game lead over the um, Blue Jays and a four-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees. The Central, the Tigers, even though they've just come out sleepwalking in the second half, still somehow is holding a um, – Five a game lead over the over all of the, the central, <laughs> you know, which is basically on life support, if you will. The best uh, race in the American League has got the Oakland A's two games up on the Angels, and Seattle uh, trying to figure out a way to get into the wild card. Uh, in the National League, we got Washington and Atlanta, you know, basically going back and flat, back and back, back and back, you know, one game lead over Washington over Atlanta. They're just kind of going back and forth, back and forth. Atlanta needs some help, folks. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. I'm surprised. I had really told. I really thought Milwaukee was just going to be just like a little love fest Cinderella story for this season. But Milwaukee is hanging in there. Milwaukee is hanging in there. You know, I started a play tonight. Milwaukee is two games up on St. Louis, but here comes the Buckos from Pittsburgh. They're staying right there, tied for tied for second, and then Cincinnati, who's fading fast. I just believe the injuries are really starting to take its toll. On the uh, on the poor red legs and they're they're struggling with that. Um, in, the, in the National League West, they got the Dodgers and San Francisco. San Francisco, I'm going to start calling them Sybil because I don't they, I don't know what they are. They they keep switching up. It just seems like to me that they they look like world beaters one week and then the next week they just don't seem like they know how to put their pants on. But uh, they're, they're hanging in there and that's going to probably go down the stretch until I believe that the uh, uh, Dodgers just start to pull away. When we look at the wild card in the American League, again, the Angels has got a nice, comfortable lead over the next team, which is the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, followed by the Yankees and Seattle. Seattle two and a half games out. And to me, those are the only four, two, uh, four teams in the American League that's really making any noise that's going to try to make the, um, the, the wild card. Because after Seattle, you're looking at uh, Kansas City, Cleveland, Tampa Bay. Basically, all they're doing is rounding out the, the, the list. Okay, they're, to me they're not in it, but that's what you're looking at as far as the wild card. In the National League, you got Atlanta and San Francisco pretty much at a deadlock, but this one's going to go down to the wire too, folks, because you got uh, St. Louis and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. All these teams have been in the playoffs in the last four years, and they're going to fight it out. And then, hello there, who do we see four and a half games out? But the Miami Marlins. Now, let me tell you something. If you haven't watched the Marlins this year, that's an exciting young team. And it's a a shame that uh, Jose Fernandez is out for the season. But I'm telling you right now, they are a fun young team to watch. Uh, Just the other night, um, the Nationals were just beating their brains out six to nothing. Uh, In the the seventh inning, they they had a six to nothing lead. I'm talking about the Nationals over the uh, Marlins uh, in, 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 in Miami. And they came all the way back and won that game. And it was exciting. There's a lot of young talent there. I still think they're a year away. But they're fun to watch. It's a shame that, you know, that whole experiment with Ozzie Ginn and Jose Reyes and Burley and all of them didn't work out. 
but it seems like in the in the long run that team is going to be just fine. So uh, it's it, it's looking good to me. It's looking really good for the uh, Miami Marlins going forward. So that should be really exciting for that team. So when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about this trade deadline. Um, and and, and what right. And just right, strike. <laughs> what moves are going to be made and what moves can be made? And we want to talk about some of the rumors that's been going around. I've been trying my dog on Don't you just love technology? Don't you just love a board that just does what it wants to and it wants to? Outstanding. Anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline. We want to talk a little bit about, again, some of these rumors that's going on. And we're going to really try to break this down as much as we can, all right? But I remind you all, folks, that you're listening to Inside the Park with Hank, baseball in the barbershop. All guests and hosts come via the Frederick Accounting Gateway. Frederick Accounting, a national accounting service where clients get comprehensive support for their business or personal accounting needs. Frederick Accounting, the official accounting of, of RSG. Tell the Real Sports Guys sent you. Contact us at realsportsguys at yahoo.com if you would like to be a sponsor of the RSG movement. All right, folks, we're going to talk a little bit about this trade deadline. Okay, again, this is, this is, this is the big deal right now. This is where teams go up, down, or sideways based upon what moves they make or what moves they don't make. You know, we just got through talking about the uh, wild card races, there are some teams that are, that, that are in there that, uh, quite frankly, a move here or a move there can really put them over the top. Right now you've got the Oakland A's that are really the prohibitive favorites by a lot of uh, uh, odds makers to actually win the World Series, basically because when they acquired Jeff Samarja from the Cubs, that was basically going to put them over the top. That is a very good-looking team. Um, but they still have got to get out of the first round of the playoffs. And, and they've got the uh, Angels that's nipping at their heels that are finally, after two years, playing like the Angels were expected to be to, to play. Okay, they also went and made a move to bring in their closer, Houston Street. Now, the question about the Angels is do they have enough pitching? And that's going, to, that's going to be where we start because that's all we've really been hearing about is pitching. What's going to happen with David Price? Um, what's going to happen with Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee? And now you you got a couple of more names that have been thrown out there now. you got John Lester of the Boston Red Sox, who have now been rumored to go to teams anywhere from uh, the Miami Marlins to somewhere in the National League to St. Louis, okay, and, now, and, and also John Lackey. So that's, and we talked again last week about Boston and what was going to go on with Boston. Were they fat and happy, and were they willing to just um, just sit on their loins and laurels and just enjoy being world champions? And that's what it looks like they're doing right now. Okay, you got two big pitchers from last year's team, championship teams, that they're willing to deal. Okay, now keep in mind, Boston has got a very good, very, very good uh, minor league system. So. They can get rid of some of these players and probably get some prospects back. Um, but what are they willing to give up? I think the, the big fish on the market, though, has got to be David Price. And, 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 you know, when you look at the, the, the Tampa Bay Rays and you look at how the Rays absolutely operate, they operate in a way that they, they, they can give away what looks like big pieces and get other things back and then just continue to be a competitive team. You know, many folks forget last year that the rookie of the year, Will Myers, came at a huge price. Uh, Will Myers came at the price of getting rid of uh, big game James Shields to the Kansas City Royals. You know, so even though the young man is hurt this year, that was a huge uh, boon for the Tampa Bay Rays. I guess both teams can say they did well, but you think about a position player with the youth, of Will Myers, so I don't. I think that the Tampa Bay, uh, the, the Rays are very comfortable, very confident that they can deal uh, David Price and get something back and keep rolling for what they need to, to roll with. Now, where is he going to go, and, and where's going to be the more bang for their buck? 
Well, I'm just going to kind of jump around a little bit because I told you all last week, and it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So I can't eat crow, and I can't tell you so yet. But this was this was why I thought David Price would be a perfect fit for the Atlanta Braves. You're looking at the Atlanta Braves that always, historically now over the, over the course of the last couple of decades, had a very nice farm system, had very good pieces to deal. Okay, it's no joke that they don't have the pitching, in my opinion, to get it done in the postseason. They got two pitchers, two of their um, frontline pitchers, Beachy and Medlin, that are out for the season because of uh, Tommy John. They need to have another arm in there. They've got a couple of nice young arms, but they need an ace. In my opinion, the Atlanta Braves um, pitching staff does not does not match up to the Dodgers, does not match up to the Cardinals, does not match up to the Reds, okay? So they've got to do something if they expect to get out of the, the – um, get out, get, first and foremost to get to the postseason and then to advance in the postseason. This makes sense to me, but, again, David Price has been linked to other teams. Um, but, again, it, it all depends on what, what everybody is, is willing to give up. All right. Also, David Price has been linked to the Marlins and, and, and some other teams that's kind of surprised me as looking for folks. Uh, ben Zobris has been mentioned as 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 possible as a possible trade chip. Okay, uh, which kind of surprised me. So this is telling me that the, that the that the Rays are willing to do whatever it takes to probably go back to their version of Moneyball, if you will, and keep it rolling. Other players that, that whose names have, have all of a sudden popped up. Uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks, Carlos Gonzalez, you know, Cargo, you know, that uh, over in in Colorado, you know, he was a name that I didn't think was going to be moved. I thought that uh, the Rockies were going to at least try to keep some of the young players, but again, Dexter Fowler was allowed to be moved to Houston, and now Carlos Gonzalez's name is being linked to, to, to be a move. We'll talk a little bit more about that, too. Then you've got to look at the mess. That is the Philadelphia Phillies, and we talked about these players a little bit. And I did a little bit more research, folks, uh, since the last time we talked. And the, and the problem with the Phillies is they've got pieces they want to move, but they've got all these players that has got this no trade clause that is keeping them there. So they're just going to sit in Philadelphia and rot. Ryan Howard would look real good this, uh, with with a uh, contending team. Okay. He's an experienced player. He's still got a decent bat. He's still got some game left, but he's got no trade clause. Where is he going to go? Okay, the Yankees are out because they're not going to want an aging shortstop to replace an aging shortstop. Okay, Baltimore, really? Would he look good in Baltimore? Are they going to, you know, how, how does that look? Okay, uh, you, he, he doesn't fit in Tampa Bay. I mean, excuse me, he doesn't fit in Toronto. Okay, you still got Reyes over there. Um, so, 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 where is he going to go? Where would he go? Where would he allow himself to go? Okay, Jimmy Rollins was still looking, in my opinion. Again, other teams that that's looking for players. Okay, uh, you can look. You can look at the Mariners again. We're just talking about just just buyers. Okay, and I just see a lot of these teams that need to be buyers to get over the top, especially some of these teams that are really, really, really trying to get it get it going. John Lester, John Lester, again, just to bring him back up, that is just uh, intriguing to me, where he could go. I think he's going to end up with a National League team myself. I don't think Boston would ever trade him to uh, a, a contender and have him come back and bite him in the butt, even if, even if this year is over with. And the Dodgers, again, uh, last year, sorry, folks, I dropped the ball. Uh, I, I mentioned D. Gordon as an outfielder. Clearly, he's not an outfielder. I, I was thinking more of uh, Carl Crawford, uh, Ethier, Kemp, and um, and Puig. So that so that was that was that was on me. But uh, what I was trying to say is they their outfield is filled. Their outfield is full. So can they move one of those outfielders for another pitcher? Okay, and who do they and who do they move with? And I would think that one of those outfielders will probably end up in the American League. Um, another player that was intriguing to me, uh, that, that going back to these hapless Phillies, is Ryan Howard. Now, Ryan Howard, the, the Phillies actually sat him down for a couple of games. 
So what's that saying? Are they are they willing to showcase him? Are they willing to move him? I think they're willing to move him at the right price. Howard would be a great left-handed bat for somebody, and I only mean great left-handed bat because he he bats left-handed. Okay, but uh, he he's got to be destined if he's going to continue to uh, demand what he's demanding, or even to a lesser degree, his the the, the um, the payroll that he's looking for, he's going to have to go to the American League. He's going to have to go to the American League. He's going to have to get his bat right. But I don't see him anymore uh, just um, doing what he do uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies. So I see him moving on to another another team in the American League. So um, just moving on a little bit now, let's look a little bit at some of these teams that's out there. Uh, we're, we're looking at uh, the Texas Rangers again. They're looking at – I still think they got some more moves to make. I think it's time for them to start dropping payroll. I would sincerely look at some of the, the big-ticket players that they got. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has got to make a move, okay? I said last week that I thought Cole Hamels would be a good pick, uh, fit for Pittsburgh. But, Pittsburgh, but now with John Lackey and John Lester out there on the market – the Pittsburgh Pirates have got to make a move. They've got to make a move. Uh, to me, I just feel like if they sit, stand pat, it's going to be just a disservice to their team. They've got to get another pitcher. They've lost a lot already off of their pitching staff, and they've got to do something to fix it. And, then, and, and again, with all these pitchers out there, they can make that move and do it. I think that the Arizona Diamondbacks, again, is another team that's going to be a seller and, and uh, help some of these teams get going. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple of teams that's kind of surprised me, folks, that has really kind of intrigued me that's looking to make deals, and that's the Chicago Cubs and the New York Mets. And I'm kind of surprised with that. Now, the Cubs, not, excuse me, the Mets are trying to move Bartolo Colon. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense because by the time the Mets are ready to win, Bartolo Colon is not going to be a part of that equation. So I look for um, Bartolo Colon to move. He's going to go to a contender, and it's not going to cost anybody a whole lot. I expect, I definitely expect that to happen. So um, I'm looking for for that move. The Chicago Cubs now, they've been linked to a couple of players. Why? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, in fact, the Chicago Cubs made a move today. They picked up Felix Dubron from the Boston Red Sox. Okay. For, uh, for some minor league players. Now, my feeling for that is because uh, the Boston Red Sox and John Lester were supposed to pitch tonight, and he was scratched. So uh, for the, the pitcher that's, that's pitching the game tonight for the Red Sox, they made room for him. And then I believe Felix Dubron was brought over to the Cubs to pretty much fill the role that was vacated by uh, Samarja. So that's where I'm looking at that move and why that move was made. So, I mean, again, folks, you're looking at a whole lot going on. The rumor mill is going to really, really be buzzing. So um, we, got, we just got to stay tuned. We got to keep our eyes open. You know, again, I'm reading the tea leaves. I'm wondering what folks are going to do. I'm wondering what teams are going to do. Uh, and, again, I'm looking at a lot of uh, unfinished teams, a lot of teams with a lot of holes in them that we've seen a lot of inconsistent plays, save maybe a couple of teams that could use a bat here, that could use um, a, a pitcher there. So we're just going to keep our eyes open and see what happens. But uh, that's, that's, that's the trade deadline in a nutshell. And I'm still looking, you know, I'm still waiting for that big deal to happen, you know, while we're still on the air. So I can say breaking news. That's going to be real cool. I hope that happens. <laughs> so when we come back, oh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame, the induction ceremony this weekend, this Sunday. So we're going to kind of talk about that, about the inductees, about uh, their contributions to, to baseball, and then we're going to talk about who's next. We're going to talk about who should be in. Okay, and I get, I get a chance to do my little rant when, it's, when it comes to uh, the Hall of Fame. You're listening to Inside the Park, Baseball in the Barbershop with Hank. Changing mentoring with a world-class cloud solution. XL Academics is connecting the world 
through mentorship. Learning more about the XL University product line by clicking the logo at realsportsguys.com. Contact us at realsportsguys at yahoo.com if you'd like to be a sponsor of the RSG movement. All right, folks, so now we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, I really have – I don't have a problem with the guys that, that – the, or, the, or the men, should I say, that were inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think they, uh, you know, served themselves well, you know, as fine players and, uh, uh, and as fine managers. You look at – we can go right for the guys that, that ran the teams. You look at Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox basically turned around the Atlanta Braves. You know, 11 straight years of making the postseason, a World Series championship. What else can you say? You know, the knock on Bobby Cox is that people will say, you know, with some of the pitching that he had, with some of the iconic players that he had on that team, you know, the Fred McGriffs, the David Justices, you know, the Marquise Grissoms of the world, you know, the Big Cat Galarraga, Andres Galarraga, that they should have won more than just one uh, World Series. But I tell you that when you look at some of the teams right now in the major leagues that don't even make the postseason, and some of the teams that don't win the World Series, you know, year in, year out. I think that what the Atlanta Braves did was phenomenal under Bobby Cox. And, and the fact that they had got to the point where it had become a commonplace that the Atlanta Braves were in the, uh, were on, were in the playoffs uh, to the point where they, they developed a, a plan, if you will, that, you know, still exists today. And you still have the Atlanta Braves being a very, very, very uh, competitive team year in and year out. So Bobby Cox, I believe that's a very good, very good uh, induction there. Tony La Russa, what can you say about Tony La Russa? Started with the White Sox, you know, uh, World Series championship with the A's, World Series championship with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you know, just everyone, everywhere he went, and, and just, just a very, very good uh, major league manager. I've often wondered about Tony La Russa, though. Tony La Russa, you know, was in Oakland when they had Jose Canseco, when they had Mark McGuire. He was with the St. Louis Cardinals with Mark McGuire, all of which, you know, were linked to uh, performance-enhancing drugs. You often wonder how much Tony La Russa knew. You often wonder, you know, uh, how much he turned his back. Um, and uh, because his, his players, his best players, were juicing all over the place. And in the, in the heyday of the juice ball, if you will, Tony La Russa was the manager of the Bash Brothers in Oakland. You know, back when baseball was doing the whole chick dig the long ball sort of thing, you know, he was right in the midst of all of that. You often wonder, you know, here he is in the uh, Hall of Fame, you know, knowing that some of the players, some of his best players were juicing up. Uh, what's his position on that? I mean, everybody wants to say the right thing, but that has always been – you know, for me, a little bit of something to make you squint your right eye about. You know, congratulations, Tony. You you know something. Then you go to Joe Torrey. And his Joe Torrey, you know, I like Joe Torrey. Uh, I hate Joe Torrey because he was a Yankees manager, but I like Joe Torrey because he won. Okay, how do you like that? I mean, Joe Torrey started with the Atlanta Braves. And guess what? The Atlanta Braves actually was running him out of town, and he actually got that ball rolling. A lot of people don't realize that that Joe Torrey was actually the manager that started winning with the Braves. And the, and the, Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves tried to run him out of town. I'm going to forget uh, some years ago that he actually, there actually was an article in the Sports Illustrated. He said, they're trying to run me out of town. And so they did. He ended up landing on his feet in St. Louis. It's funny how some of these managers kind of took the same path. And then from St. Louis, he went to um, New York. The rest is history. You know, uh, winning championships there. Then he then he went on to Los Angeles, where he fi- fi- uh, finished out his career. Joe Torre, though, a lot of people don't realize, was a very fine baseball player. Joe Torre was a um, uh, all-star, MVP caliber type of baseball player. So before he got into managing, back in the uh, late '60s. So I mean, his his baseball career has transcended. Now he's in the baseball's front office. Again, a very good ambassador, in my opinion, to the to the game. I know he's part of the uh, baseball's competition committee. I know he's, he's one of those that's involved in this foolishness with some of these rule changes, but I digress on that. 
But uh, again, I'm, you know, very good uh, ambassador to the game. Very good career, Joe Torre, uh, as a Hall of Fame inductee. Then we look at the players that were inducted. What, what more can you say about Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox? Okay, two of the finest pitchers in that um, Atlanta Braves uh, pitching staff during the time when Bobby Cox was winning all these games. You know, they called uh, Greg Maddox the professor. You know, the man was amazing. He, could, he Wherever he wanted to put the ball, he could put it. His location was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, I mean, there's nothing you can say. Uh, the funny thing about all three of the players that were inducted, they were all first ballot um, inductees. But, again, just uh, a fine fine um, player in, in, in uh, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin. Tom Glavin, lefty. I mean, just, just a solid, solid, solid ball players, all, all three of them, and the, and the big hurt. You know, without getting in, getting into too in depth, but the big hurt, um, Frank Thomas. I had the uh, pleasure of watching Frank Thomas play at Tiger Stadium. You know, so we're going back some years, but uh, just another uh, classy ball player. I don't think that Frank Thomas gets a lot of the uh, accolades that he should get because he did play with the White Sox, uh, part of the White Sox championship. But again, um, just just. Just again, another another phenomenal player, well deserved. Frank Thomas was uh, a very disciplined hitter. You know, you see a big guy like that, folks would think that, um, you know, the only thing they're going to do is just knock the ball out the ballpark. But but Frank Thomas was a very very uh, very disciplined hitter. Uh, many years led the team in walks. Uh, you know, just because he just had a good eye, he had a real good eye. So it's. It's it's great that all these guys made it to the uh, Hall of uh, Hall of Fame, and congratulations to all of them. But the big question now for me is, uh, what's next? Who's next? You know, you, these guys came in their first ballot Hall of Famers. What happened to Greg Biggio? You know, Greg Biggio was supposed to be so crazy. He was been so close, you know, to to making the Hall of Fame when in that one year, in my opinion, where baseball really just dropped it and didn't elect anybody to the Hall of Fame. But Craig Biggio came the closest. And Mike Piazza, you know, they, these guys were forgotten because of the Maddox and the uh, Frank Thomases and the Glavins that was on the, on, the, on the ballot. And Jack Morris. Jack Morris, in his last year, still didn't make the Hall of Fame. You know, and Jack Morris's career will always, you know, uh, they're just second-guessing it based upon all these numbers, and I just think that sucks because I think that he, if anybody of his era should have been in the Hall of Fame, it should have been Jack Morris. And what about Tim Rock Reigns? I mean, these guys have got the numbers. You know, uh, one of these shows I'm going to uh, geek out for you guys because I know we've got some uh, sabermetricians out there. So I'm going to geek out on some of you guys and let you see some of these numbers. But you can go look them up if you want to to see about – how, the numbers for Jack Morris and Tim Raines and how they really match up with Hall of Fame numbers, okay? But you can go down the list of players that should be in the Hall of Fame that are not because of, you know, so much time has passed and so there's been a different perception on what their, what their career is. But let's look at some of the current managers now. You know, we got some managers out there that what, what, what's going to be their place in the sun, you know, where are they going to have one? Let's look at a couple of uh, current managers, and do you think that they should have Hall of Fame? Do they have Hall of Fame credentials? You know, look at Joe Girardi. You know, Joe Girardi over in New York. Is Joe Girardi a, a Hall of Fame manager? I would say no. I would say no because Joe Girardi's got one championship. Okay, he's coming off the heels of uh, a Hall of Fame manager now, which is Joe Torre. All right. Uh, well, not that Joe Girardi is a bad manager. But uh, that you would you think about the transition of the New York Yankees is that they've really started to decline more. So they may not all be on Girardi, just that this team has got no. But does that warrant um, Hall of Fame numbers? I say no. I think that you know you get a, you get a lot of a boost from being in New York, but I don't think he gets enough because he's coming behind Joe Torre. Then let's look at Jim Leland, the recently retired Jim Leland from the Detroit Tigers. He will probably be a Hall of Fame manager, okay, when, when, when it's all said and done. I don't think he should be, but when you look at it just based, on the, based upon the numbers and, and playoff appearances and the fact that he has a World Series ring and he's taken 
two teams to the World Series, um, uh, taking three teams to the postseason, that's going to be a lot to swing Jim Leland uh, to, to make him to be a Hall of Famer based upon what the other managers are. Being a Tiger fan, I think he kind of fell short of that because he didn't win with that team, and he has some, some thoroughbred players and some potential Hall of Famers with the team. But, you know, I think that uh, – I don't think he should be one, but I do think that the that the writers at some point will put good old Jim Leland into the Hall of Fame. And Ron Gardenhire, what about Ron Gardenhire with the Twins? He's been over the Twins uh, for a long time. I don't think being uh, – uh, a manager for a long time as a lifetime achievement award should land you in the Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, he's won some divisions in what's been historically a weak uh, American League Central. But, again, does he have the numbers? Does he have the championships that warrants to be in the Hall of Fame as a manager? And I say no. One other one, Bruce Bochy with the San Francisco Giants. What about his credentials? Well, Bochy, you know, uh, the Giants are feast of famine. Even though they do have two World Series championships, is that enough to warrant a Hall of Fame? You know, that's 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 a question out there. I still think that his his body of work is still being um, measured. And then Dusty Baker, which I say absolutely no. Mike, I put that out there for you if you're listening. You know, here's Dusty Baker that's taken several teams to the playoffs, never won the big prize. And for some folks to say that uh, uh, he's the reason why they haven't won the big prize. So uh, <laughs> I just threw his name out there. But, no, I don't think Dusty Baker would be a uh, Hall of Famer out there. And who should be there? Who should be there? I'm not going to spend too much more showtime, you know, about the Hall of Fame. But I do have to say that baseball is one of the few um, Hall of Fame that don't have their best players in it, okay, which is always a problem for me. Now, you know, one of these shows I'm just going to go off on the deep end about the Barry Bonds and the Roger Clemens and all these other kind of folks because, you know, the players brought those players, a lot of those players brought baseball back. Baseball is one of the few sports that canceled its uh, championship game and it wasn't wartime. And those players did what they had to do, in my opinion, to bring the sport back. But uh, those players are now being banned from the Hall of Fame. And I know if RJ was here, he would say, well, you know, it's nothing but a museum. But it does represent Major League Baseball. And so if it represents Major League Baseball, I think that that era needs to be at some point uh, recognized. You know, because if at any time somebody puts Alan Bud Selig into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to throw up. They, and, 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 and I'm going to solicit anybody to go to Cooperstown and pee on the front porch. That man never makes the Hall of Fame based upon what's, what's going on with that era and how it's being handled. But I digress. Woosa. Don't want to get too hot on that. All right, so now we're into the seventh inning stretch, folks. We're coming down to the end of the show, but we're going we're gonna to go to our Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Um, you're listening to uh, Inside the Park, Baseball in the Barbershop with Hank. Now we're going to get into our Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upsell you technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So what did the real sports guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. All right, folks. Tonight, our Resistance Digital Dog of the Week has got to be broadcaster Ben Scully. Ben Scully, 86 years old, is returning to the booth next year, and now he's going to return to the booth next year for the Los Angeles Dodgers for his 66th season. 66 years, folks. That's 66 years. I mean, come on. That's a lifetime and a half for some of us, and he's been in the broadcasting booth. I like Ben Scully. He brings us back to a time when baseball was simple, back to the days of Ernie Har- Harwell, Jack Buck, Harry Carey, you know, Mel Allen. 
you know, Hulk Harrelson. I mean, this is great for baseball. Anytime you can keep some of those old voices in there and kind of take you back to the nostalgia of what baseball is supposed to be, you know, I'm all for that. So just for, for congratulations coming back for your 66th season, Ben Scully, you are the dog of the week. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upsell you technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So, what did the real sports guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. All right, folks, now we're going to go on into our, our segment of I Told You So or I Eat Crow, Old Prediction of the Week. Now, we don't have any results yet from last year, last week's I told you so, or I eat crow prediction. I told you last week that uh, Troy Tulowitzki was going to be uh, dealt to the Mariners. I also told you David Price was going to be going to Atlanta. Well, guess what? I got to 11 o'clock tomorrow morning to, to let you know whether or not I told you so or I eat crow. But I'm not going to just leave it at that, folks. I'm not going to leave it at that at all. I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to give you another one. So we're going to have a few of them to chew on, okay? So I've been... Again, read the tea leaves. I've been trying to watch this here and look at that there and try to find out what's going on. And I got another one I think is going to happen. And this one's going to throw you a little bit. So a lot of y'all, I can hear you say when I say this, I'm like, boy, you better get your bowl ready. You better get your hot sauce. And you better get your salt and pepper. Because after you say this, you got to eat crow. But don't let me mess around and have to tell you so because I'm sure going to do it. So here tonight is my I told you so or I eat crow Bold prediction of the week, I'm going to say before the trade deadline ends, that the New York Mets land Carlos Gonzalez from the Rockies. Yes, you heard it right. I'm looking at the Mets to make a move, okay, not for this year, but for years down the road. Carlos Gonzalez at 29 years old, a nice, powerful, nice left-handed bat will look real good in City Field, and I think they're going to make that move. So my I told you so, or our equal bold prediction of the week, is the New York Mets will land Carlos Gonzalez from the Rockies. Now, people, it's going to happen. All right. On the Rocks is one of Rockford, Illinois' newest sports and urban entertainment establishments, a place where you can eat food with a southern charm. Enjoy watching sports and great R&B music. Go to realsportsguys.com and click on On the Rocks logo. Tell Craig and the folks that are on the Rocks that the Real Sports Guys sent you. Contact us at realsportsguys at yahoo.com if you'd like to be a sponsor of the Real Sports Guys movement. All right, folks, it's time to bring on the closer now. Time to bring on the closer. We're about to shut this one down. But before we do so, we want to kind of let you know what I think is going to be the Grand Slam series of the week. Again, as we talk about, there's some good baseball that's being played out there, some real good baseball, and you don't want to miss it because we're going to come down to the wire and we're going to see what really is going on. So we're going to look at the Grand Slam, the the Grand Slam uh, game uh, series of the week. All right, folks. We're going to first start out there with the Brewers and the Cardinals. We just got through talking about that earlier, that the Brewers are hanging in there. They are hanging in there. We're going into August, and they are still in first place. They've got a huge uh, series coming up with the Cardinals. Um, with, with two games, a difference, and this is going to be one of, of many of a huge series for the Brewers to see if, they're, if they are live or if they're Memorex. Next series you need to take an eye on, look at, is the Mariners and the Orioles. Now, here are two teams. The Orioles sitting atop the American League East right now, and there's the Mariners trying to find a way to, to sneak into that playoff spot, that second playoff spot. But listen, 
They've got to make a move. They've got to get another bat. They've got to listen to me. They've got to go get Troy Tulo. They've got to get Tulo over there to help out Robinson Cano or they're not going to make it. Okay, but there's another good series you need to look at, folks. Also, the Angels and the Dodgers. Now, see, it seems like there's always a big series going on out west. Last week we had the Dodgers going against the, uh, the, the Giants. They swept them. Now they're sitting atop the American, the National League West. Now here's an interleague game that's going to really impact both of these teams. You know, the Angels, again, sitting real pretty in that first uh, wild card spot, but they want to try to try to catch the A's and see if they can't get get that uh, capture the West. And then there's the Dodgers, obviously, you know, got the Giants picking at their heels. They got to make sure that they, they hold pace and stay where they're at. Moving on, like I said, there's a lot of good baseballs being played. You got the Nationals and the Orioles in the Beltway Classic. You know, both of these teams right now are in first place. I know the folks that over there in, in Washington D.C. in that area in Maryland is having a fit. They got they they're looking they're looking at a Beltway series right now, and they're looking at these two teams playing each other. They're going to really be able to measure each other up. A lot of good baseball, and of course the Battle of Ohio. Okay. The, it, while the, the Masterson trade this year probably really kind of derailed the, uh, the the Indians a little bit, they still are trying to fight for a playoff spot. They made it last year with a run, and here's the poor Reds. The Reds have got to try to tread water until they get some of their players back. Okay, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this game, in these games, in this series, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So again, the Battle of Ohio. You got the Reds and the Indians. You got the Beltway Series, Nationals, Orioles, Angels, Dodgers, Mariners, Orioles, and the Brewers and the Cardinals, folks. You can't miss it. It's going to be great, great baseball. I'm telling you. Right. And now you've got the Swing and the Miss series of the week. All right. And the Swing and the Miss series of the week, and the week spelled W-E-A-K, has to be the Padres. And the Twins, really, the Padres and the Twins, okay? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, with all the great baseball, that's the game you watch, you know, that they replay at 4 o'clock in the morning because either the show that was supposed to come on was preempted or something, but uh, for some reason these two teams have got to play. Now, listen, you know, all jokes aside, there's some nice young talent with both of these. No, no, this, 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 is, this isn't a series you want to watch. Okay, I mean, you, this, this might be another one of them 16, 17 inning games where, you know, I mean, the, I'm, I'm having a hard time, folks, even trying to explain watching this series. Again, that's why this is a swing and a miss series of the week. you got enough good baseball to watch that even the Padres and the Twins fans might be watching those other series, you know. Uh, so that's that. The, the crowd's gonna look like the crowd that you're gonna see at, at that at the in the movie Major League. Remember when they had the guy in the drum and he was there by himself, and the other guy in the corner sleep. So that's what you're gonna see with that one. So um, that's 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 it, folks. There's got a lot of good baseball. I can't wait. Um, the the trade deadline again coming up soon. Uh, that's gonna really really make for uh, uh, teams looking real different. I got one quick program note for you all uh, tonight. Uh, we will not be uh, broadcasting live next week. We will pro- we will uh, be broadcasting instead one of our vintage shows. Uh, we, I will be back in two weeks. We will break down the uh, trade deadline. We will see where everybody is at. We'll see what what, what action we've got going in, in baseball. What's going on? Have we had any changes in the, in the wild card? There's going to be a lot of we have a lot of baseball that's going to be going on that we want to watch. But, again, next week we will have a vintage show planned, and then I will be back in two weeks live with so much more baseball that you're not going to be able to stand it. So uh, I, want to, I want to finish off with this, folks. I want to let you all know right now that, you know, baseball is back and is live with at, at, at RSG. Um, we're going to have a lot going on. You're going to see a lot of changes in the show. <clears throat> we're going to, have to see a lot of going, but uh, stick with us. You know, if you really want to see what's happening, what's happening and what's hot in baseball, you stick with us. This has been Inside the Park, Baseball in the Barbershop with Hank. You have a good evening. Ball game is over, and you all drive home safe.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.